they can fall into the same traps of thinking that because they're serving the Lord, because their church is growing, because they're planting more churches, that they they um, are being satisfied in their soul. But when you look at their life, you barely see God. We barely see God working in their personal life. And everything has simply been selfish ambition, great administration, and organizational skills at work. The people that God is calling are people that are real, people that know God, people who truly thirst and hunger for his bread and his water. And there's going to be a big difference between those that do and those that don't. Because those that do are going to be full and satisfied. And according to scripture, it says, Live an abundant life. That's actually the title. If you have a paper Bible, you will see it there on top of Isaiah 55. The title to that chapter is an invitation to abundant life. People of God, if we want life that is full of not only life, but abundant life, It comes from our thirst and hunger for God. And I know life is difficult. I know that uh, things happen. And, um, you know, it it can be difficult. Yeah, Jessica, you're saying, Pastor Jessica, this is a difficult thing that that you're asking or saying. But I think it would be more difficult to keep living the way that we do. Because what happens is, and I know it becomes difficult because as we hunger and thirst for more of God, God is going to deep dig, deep dig, deep, deep, no, dig deeper, I'm sorry, dig deeper into our souls. And as that happens, we begin to get to the darker places of our being. And we begin to see things that perhaps we didn't want to know about ourselves. However painful those things are, they are so very necessary because God wants a love relationship with us. He doesn't want a half of us. He wants a whole of us. And when we do, when we go through that pain of allowing God to get to those places of pain, we've locked up inside because of abuse, because of bullying, because of traumatic events in life that happen. The addictions, whatever it is that is in our soul that aches us and hurts us and even makes our bodies hurt from head to toe because these things carry physical physical uh, symptoms as well. There's no way to hide them from ourselves. God wants to come to that place with us. 
Admitting that we have issues of lust and greed is hard, but it is not impossible when we do it with God. Facing them and allowing God to touch those parts of us bring us life. The Lord says, come buy and eat without money. What God has for us, no amount of money can buy. And we don't need to bring effort either. It's just saying, God, here I am. I want you and receiving him. Amen. So let's look into, let's dig a little deeper. I know, I know that this, I'm not going to, this is not going to be a long message today because um, I understand that the message might come a little heavy this morning, but it's a call and, and, and the call was, was on my heart and I have to do as God leads me to do this morning. And so um, we're going to go into this. So let's go into it. It says, what does it mean to have a real hunger and thirst for God? And that's what we're going to do today. And then next week, we're going to go into developing that hunger for the Lord. Okay, so what does it mean to have a real hunger and thirst for God? It's going to be three things. And so as we do this, I want us to keep in mind that the purpose of this is because God wants, and I also want, and I'm sure Pastor Stephen also wants, is that for us to have a real satisfaction. Want us all to have, God wants us all to have that abundant life. That life that we're just living and it's full of life and full of so many things that that love, joy, peace, those things that only God can bring. That fullness. I, if, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. That's something that I want for my own life. I want to enjoy that in the Lord. I want to be able to bask in his presence and know him and have that powerful relationship. We've talked about it during uh, Sunday school, something that is divine, something that is not of this earth, that is above myself. Because sometimes we need something that is above us. So why not have that powerful relationship with him all the time? And this is the place the Lord wants to bring us to. So the first thing that we have is hunger for God is personal and from the soul. What does that mean? That means that we can't have a relationship with God through someone else. That relationship with the Lord must be our own. We have the responsibility of asking God ourselves for ourselves in our own prayer closet, in our own time, and develop that relationship with God. We can't do that through another person. Another person cannot do that for us. It's between God and us. It's personal. Amen. It's personal. And as we continue in that relationship, you're going to see things changing. You know, a lot of this stuff 
has nothing to do with outside achievements. Absolutely nothing to do with outside achievements. We will see personal growth on the inside. You will see the evidence of it on the outside, but we cannot measure it simply. Our our spiritual growth, our spiritual health cannot be measured by outside means. So the warning here I will give is do not measure yourself against another person and don't measure yourself based on what you see on your outside. Just because so-and-so can pray an hour does, doesn't make you less of a Christian or less hungry for God. Does it make sense? If uh, so-and-so can study the Bible for two or three hours and you can't, doesn't mean that your personal growth isn't there with the Lord. It's, it's your own. There's no measuring stick. The only measuring stick that we have is Scripture. The only measuring stick we have is God. You know, I, I'm tired of this Christianity that just makes other people feel less. Because the truth is, as we sang this morning, God is a father. He's a loving father. He's not out to get us. He's not out to see our ruin. He's out to build us up and to make us whole. So he's going to constantly be calling, calling and calling. The thing is, do we listen and can we hear? That's the call in Isaiah 55. And it's the same call that called God, that our Father God does today and this morning. So let's look at another piece of scripture for this, right? That, that it's a personal thing. I want us to turn to John chapter 4. John chapter 4, uh, verse 10. We won't read the whole thing. John chapter 4, verse 10. It says, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? 13. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst, will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst But the water that I shall give him will become in him a a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. This is the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. And Jesus comes to the well and sees the woman. I don't think it was by accident. It wasn't some coincidence. I believe it was planned. And he asked the woman on purpose, you know, so now understand, I, I know Pastor Steve has preached about this. Samaritans and Jews during this time did not get along. There was great tension 
amongst the two people. But Jesus steps out and asks her for a drink of water. And I found Jesus' response quite interesting. It says, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. What I'm going to throw out to us this morning is that we have to know who God is for ourselves. Come to know who he is. Come to study who this God is that gives living water. Who is this God who gives bread of life? Who is this God that does supernatural miracles? Who is this God that can be my father, who can be my friend, who can be my healer? Who is this God? Come to know who the Father is. Number two. He said, and who it is who says to you, do we know that Jesus is our salvation every single day? I don't care if you've been a Christian for 50 years. Every single day of those 50 years, have you recognized Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? Is he your Savior when you wake up in the morning? Is he your Savior during the day when you're having a hard time? Is he your savior when you're having a good time? Is he your savior when we are going to bed? Every single day, he's a savior. No matter what. And the last part for this is, you would have asked him and he would have given. We have to ask. Ask God. He doesn't want somebody who doesn't, is not interested, right? When you're getting to know someone, can you imagine if the person just sat there, a friend or a colleague or uh, a love interest, and you're sitting there in front of the person and you're not asking questions? The person is going to say you are not interested, right? That's going to be the first thing. The, the, the person's going to say you are just not interested in me. You're just talking about yourself. You're talking about your problems, your situation, and who you are, but you are not asking me anything. Ask God questions. Ask him. Ask him, because it says that he would give you living waters. He's going to give you himself. He's going to pour into you, because that's what he wants. He wants to pour into us. In that dialogue with that woman, he says, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Have you ever seen those beautiful fountains? This is the picture I have, you know, those beautiful fountains that just keep flowing, 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 just overflowing. That's a life of abundance, a life that overflows full of everything. Have you ever come next to those mountains, it's, those fountains? It's, it's, it's so beautiful. It feels so refreshing, especially in a hot day, to be next to those fountains. That's Jesus. That's God. This is God's call for us this morning. He wants to bring refreshment. He wants to bring us joy. He wants to bring us peace. But are we asking? Are we, is it personal to us? 
Do we want to know him? Amen? So let's move on. I don't want to um, keep on it, but I think you get it. Drinking and eating from the Lord doesn't stop the day that we are saved. It's something that continues going on and on and on. Amen. Until, we, until he comes back, until Jesus comes back, we come to his table just bringing exactly who we are. He doesn't want anything more. He just wants us. Amen. Number two, our hunger for God is not substitutable. Our hunger for God is not substitutable. I work, the first thing that comes to mind is I work in pharmacy. And so you have, right, you have brand name drugs and you have generics. When a doctor writes a prescription, if the doctor doesn't say do not substitute, we will give a generic version of the same drug. When it comes to God, there is no other version available. It's only him that can do it. It's only him that can fill the hungers and the thirsts that we have in our soul. When we choose a substitute is when problems start. It's in choosing the substitute. And I have four cautions about choosing substitutes. The first one is that substitutes, when it comes to God, doesn't satisfy. They cannot satisfy. Number two, substitutes make us more hungry. They make us more hungry. And usually when they make us more hungry, we get more hungry for the substitute that cannot fill us. That's how people end up or how we can end up in a hole. Number three, substitutes can cause more damage than they do good. Number four, substitutes lie and or can manipulate us. And I want us to be cautious when it comes to these things that say that can satisfy us like God can. Because the truth is that they cannot. Jesus, in answering the Samaritan, says he would have given you living water. There is no substitute for the real thing. The world, the world around us likes to feed us with illusion and illusions. I've seen it. I've, I've seen it. You see it on social media. We see it on Facebook. We see it all over the world. The illusion, if, if you uh, get this thing, then you could have this. Or if you uh, do this, then you, you know, we can give you... It's all illusion. It's all illusion. What God is offering 
like the scripture says, money cannot buy. All he says is come and take. Come and eat. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? That's Isaiah 55 verse 2. And your wages for what does not satisfy. He says, listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. You see, that's twofold. When we decide to eat what God is offering, the next thing we do is we must delight ourselves in it. Delight yourself in it. Enjoy it. Be thankful for it. Because that's where the abundance starts coming from. Amen. He asks us, why do we spend ourselves on things that can satisfy our soul the way that he does? He invites us to eat from him and delight ourselves in him. Amen. We have to identify. When I, when I talk about substitutes, the Lord has revealed to me that sometimes what we do is we take these substitutes on thinking they're God but we don't sometimes fully realize that that's what we are doing. So we have the task this morning of identifying what those substitutes are. How are we going to identify them? We're just going to ask God. That's it. We're going to ask God and then he's going to bring it to us and we're going to receive it and allow God to take over. And it's, gonna, it's, it's allowing God to take over. There's also going to be a process of us letting go. So this morning, I plead with all of us to allow God in and let go with the other hand. Okay? It, it's going to be a hard thing, but I want us to just allow God in and let go. His mercies are great and His grace abounds. So it's definitely possible. So let's go to number three, and we're going to end with number three. Our hunger for God keeps us satisfied and leads to long life. I don't know about you guys. I don't know how you feel about it, but I want to lead a life that is satisfied and that leads to long life, not only in this life, but in the life after to lead that everlasting life. You know, it sounds it sounds like opposing thoughts to be hungry for something so that we can be satisfied by that same hunger. But the truth is that the more we hunger for God, the more we let go of those things that we thought that we needed, we let go of the substitutes, the more fulfilled of a life we lead. That's how it works because we're letting go of those things that we thought we needed and instead taking God and allowing him to fill it. And we're, we become people who are fully content. That's what happens. We end up so content and so full. Who, what enemy can mess with you? You, we have to ask ourselves that. Living so full like that, what enemy can mess with us? John 10.10 10 says, 
The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. When we live that life, no enemy can, the enemy will be so scared to even come near us. You know, scripture says that uh, there, there were these uh, Jewish exorcists in the book of Acts. They were trying to exorcise demons. And the demon said this, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? These exorcists, these Jewish, did it in the name of Jesus. Um, we can turn to it. Acts chapter 19, verses 13 to 15. It says, Then some of the itinerant, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? The, the, the evil spirits, the enemy knows who knows God and who doesn't. Are we getting the picture? When we have that abundant life, when we come in contact with God and God is filling those parts of us, not with substitutes, but with real God, with the real word, with true satisfaction, there is no enemy that we cannot overcome. There is no down, no valley that we cannot come out of. The scripture says, I lead you to green pastures and still waters. This is God's aim throughout scripture. For us just to be fully satisfied with him and live that abundant life. But we have to have that hunger. The truth is that God desires for all his people to have life and an abundant life. One that is a love relationship until the day he comes back. He has given us his spirit as our helper. He has put forth mercy, grace, every spiritual blessing, sanctification, justification, righteousness for us to equip us. Amen. So this morning, as we close, I'm closing right now. I want us to put all other things away from us and just to hunger and thirst for more of him. Amen. I want our hunger to level up from where it is. Amen. So let's do that this morning. Let's pray. And that's how I'm going to close this morning. Lord, we just thank you and we give you praise, Lord God, for everything. You see each and every single person and where they are at, Lord God. And that's the wonderful thing about you. You can be among us and be with each of us individually, Lord. 
Speak to each and every single person, Lord God, where we are substituting things, oh Lord. May you help us identify them and fill them instead with you. May we have a hunger and a thirst for more of you, for more of your word, for more of your spirit, Lord God. May we be satisfied as we come to your table this morning, Lord God. Touch each and every single person this morning in the name of Jesus. Even if their body is hurting, Lord God, whatever is going on in their life, may you minister to them this morning. May you bring refreshment to their soul, O Lord God. May you love Love on each and every single person. May you show yourself as Father this morning to each and every single person. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Over to you, Pastor Steve.